Hey friends, great to have you here with us tonight. I'm Laura Harvey, here meeting up with my good friend Shane Flanagan for our weekly podcast, Insightful Journeys, PTSD and Beyond. Thank you for joining us this week. Wow, I can't believe another week's gone by. February the 9th, 2021, welcome to another episode of Insightful Journeys with my co-host, Laura Harvey. I'm Shane Flanagan from Shades of Broken. And uh, each week, you can join us here at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Cuddle up with your favorite cup of coffee and join us for our in-depth talks on post-traumatic stress disorder and what that looks like in the healing process. Lots to discuss here. I will tell you that this particular talk today is going to be on anxieties. And we were speaking off the air, Laura and I, a few moments ago, and I just commented that the anxiety piece is a huge piece in this mental health section of PTSD. In saying that, It is a big piece. It is a big part of my life and has been for uh, for a long, long time, daily anxiety. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and social anxiety disorder. None of this of which I had prior to having been diagnosed with PTSD. So I'm a very social person or I consider myself a very social person but I found myself shying away from human interaction. And, uh, and, and that was really weird for me to do that um, because I am a social person. And so when I was given that diagnosis, it really uh, shocked me, but I knew in my heart it was the truth, both the general anxiety, definitely generalized anxiety, and then the social anxiety, talking to people, sitting at a table for any length of time, uh, engaging in conversation. They would say things that would trigger me. Uh, I would get caught up in my own thinking about what they were saying uh, in my head, and I would run a dialogue alongside of this conversation that we were having. And, uh, And that led to an immense source of anxiety for me. Uh, And then as I walked along through life day after day, anxiety was everywhere. So having said that, uh, it it kept me housebound for a lot of my uh, post-traumatic stress disorder life. But then I saw a train at the end of the dark tunnel and this train had a glaring light on it. And uh, that train was the train of life coming at me. And that was Laura. That train with a big light on it was Laura. And uh, Laura, let me hear what you have to say about anxiety and, and, and why it triggers us and, and how possibly we can avoid that. Thanks, Shane. I can't say that I've ever been described as the light of the end of a dark tunnel. And as much as I'm grateful for the opportunity to share in your awakening, this light is honestly not me. 
This light has been shining in you all along. It just pointed you in the right direction. Inside yourself, beyond your thoughts, beyond your beliefs, your story, your identity. It just pointed you in the direction of your own inner light, your own innate well-being. And I think it's important that I let you know that I approach anxiety from two different perspectives. The first being a transformative life coach that you know, helps others get more well-being and more joy in their lives. And, and that means to point in the direction of letting go of some of that anxiety that they're holding or, or letting go of all of it. But the other perspective I'm taking this from is that I am a person who did suffer with anxiety for years on and off. And I went through, you know, I went through the therapy route. I ended up on medication and, and it was debilitating. I remember at one point I, I felt overwhelmed about climbing the stairs in my own house to brush my teeth before going to bed. Like that yeah. seemed that seemed just way too overwhelming for me to even consider. So I know where you're coming from and, and feelings that you've had in your life with anxiety. I felt ashamed that I was finding life so difficult. On the outside, I came across, I was a businesswoman. I owned a successful yoga studio, the spiritual leader in the community and married with two kids and seemed to have this perfect life on the outside but in the inside I was breaking down and couldn't manage life and and so I really did try to hide that because I was there's a feeling of shame around it which I realize now it's just another thought in the storm and had I known then what I know now I could have saved myself a lot of a lot of pain a lot of time and so as I went into therapy, as I started to go on medication, it did make life feel a little bit better. It was like a temporary, I, I'm feeling better. But that overwhelming fear that it's going to come back someday. Yes. You know, it's almost like walking through a minefield. <laughs> and you can, yeah. you can have a day that... Um, should be very peaceful but there's always that fear in the back of your mind that one more step and everything's going to explode in your life again again and I'm going to go back to that feeling of feeling overwhelmed and so when I first went off medication I took every precaution I could grab onto every tool and technique I, I grabbed onto I studied spiritual teachings I meditated I did yoga I attended workshops and retreats I uh, a journal studied a lot of psychology kind of self-helped myself silly honestly <laughs> <laughs> I like that and and it did keep things contained for a while. Like it does. Yes. You know, you, you read books. There was no end to the books on spirituality and psychology that I was reading. And, and as I was doing that, there was points in time where I felt relief. But there was always that underlying fear that it was going to come back. Yes. And I think 
I think that's one of the hardest parts of, of anxiety is it just never seems to end. I, 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 if I could interrupt you for a moment, um, I, I find, and I use these words, um, I found that it wrapped around everything. It was like, it was like a snake and it wrapped and coiled itself around any aspect that it wanted to at its own desire, not my desire, its desire. And I had no control over it. That's the way I felt. Yeah, I understand that feeling. And then putting so much work into tr trying to fight that. And then there was that feeling of, well, I'm not doing a good enough job. I'm not reading enough books. I'm not meditating enough. I'm not, I'm not spiritual enough because I'm still feeling this. And so then you throw that judgment in on it and it just compounds it. It makes it worse and worse and worse. And Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So it's funny when, you know, we picked the topic of anxiety to, to bring up today and I had to go back into my past to, to bring some of this stuff up. For me, what was interesting is that I had almost forgotten that point in my life. It's so, it's so foreign. It feels like it was somebody else. Like I have, I have no connection to that anymore. It's not that I can't understand how it feels and I can even put myself back into that. Okay. Yeah. That's what anxiety feels like. Right. But after learning the three principles, it's dissolved. The anxiety that I felt has completely dissolved to the point where it's, it's a very distant memory. Wow. But allowing others to understand that I too understand and went through this there is a light at the end of the tunnel there is good news yes and that good news is that you, you don't have to live with it period that's a big that's a big statement you just made i know and if i hadn't gone through it myself i wouldn't have believed it do you believe that we go through this so we come to know it we went through anxiety, so we came to know it intimately so that we could speak about it today intimately. You, I mean, do you believe that there's a path and that path involves lessons to be learned? Absolutely. I feel that as human beings, we are on a journey and it's going to take us where we need to go in order to come back to who we really are. Say that again. I, I, that, that is, you know what, that's mind blowing to me, um, what you've just said. Can you say it again? So we go on this journey, this path through life, our ups and downs, our good and bad, those difficult times in our lives when we find that we are overwhelmed and then our peaceful places where we find joy and we go through those cycles until we come back to who we really are because everything we've needed all of that peace all of that well-being has been with us this whole time it's there that right. well that well-being is there and someday Hopefully, you'll find someone who will point you in the right direction. Or you'll have some lesson in life 
where it'll point you in the right direction and you'll realize that everything you've ever needed to have complete peace in your life is already with you. That is very powerful. Um, <clears throat> now, I, I will tell you that um, that I believe as well in, in a path with lessons to be learned and, and the repetition if you don't learn it the first time, it'll come back around and, and give you a second chance at learning it again, maybe a little louder this time if you're not getting it. Um, I've had that personal experience many, many times and I believe in that experience. Having PTSD is a very spiritual journey. And whether you call it that, and I'm talking to our listeners, whether our listeners call it a spiritual journey or this is just life or whatever you want to call it, whatever label you want to put on it, that's fine. But it really is a spiritual journey for those that take it because it reduces you to ash when you first uh, are diagnosed with it. You're in a pretty, you're in a pretty flat spot. You're, you're, you're squished like a pancake and, and you just got enough to make a head pop out and say, I need help. And then another truck runs over you. That's the way it feels. With this, and, and believe me, I over 20 years, the therapeutic community has been so great for me and with me. And I've been involved with EMDR, which is called Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing, where you, where you have to go back and relive every event of your past and, and this type of idea. Um, this was cutting edge when it was first brought out and, and I was uh, the recipient of this system. And it helped me for a long time. In fact, I would speak before audiences and say I'm cured until I wasn't, until it all came crashing back at me. All the anxiety came crashing back at me a month after I made that statement. And so it's like there was there was that lesson hadn't been learned yet for me and I had to relearn it. And then a disappointment set in because I was back where I was, back in the muck, yeah. back in the mud. Um, and anxiety would erupt from that mud uh, uh, like little explosions. And you and I have worked together, you have helped me and we're in the beginning portions of you helping me see what you just said. And I don't know what heaven is like, but I can see what it must be like, given your teachings of the three principles to me. I can see heaven every day in my life. I can really understand what you're saying for the most part as far as we've gotten and I can smile every day and that's something that no one else even though the other therapy worked for a little while it wasn't like this it didn't have this feeling of heaven attached to it and I will tell you that it has eliminated my anxiety in a couple of sessions with you it has eliminated all of my anxiety 
I haven't felt anxiety in two months where I would feel it multiple times every day for different reasons. However, I, I felt like a victim to it rather than uh, someone who can stand up and say, wait a minute, I'm in control here. So I'm going to give you some bad news here, Shane. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sad. Bad news. Hopefully there's good news after that, but okay, I'm ready for the bad news. There's bad news and then I'll tell you the good news. The bad news is, is you're going to feel anxiety again. I will? You absolutely you absolutely will feel anxiety. It's a normal human feeling. We all feel anxiety at certain times in our lives. We get into a situation where things just feel icky and the, the feeling of anxiety will come. The difference is we know now that that feeling is attached to a thought and that it's temporal it's temporary, and that it's going to pass. We don't have to attach to it. We can look at it and go, wow, that's interesting. There's some anxiety coming up. Hmm. Okay. And then just watch it flow through like a storm. Because we're going to have storms. You're going to have a storm of anger. You're going to have storms of frustration. You're going to have storms of even insecurity and definitely anxiety. That's, that's human. The difference is in where we think that anxiety is coming from. That's where, that's where things start to shift. Because if anxiety is coming from something out there, if an action that somebody else is taking is giving us anxiety, then we have absolutely no control. And then we're in that uh, minefield. Yeah. Right? Where... I now understand that every feeling I have is thought created. It's coming from inside, not outside. And thoughts are temporal. You know, you feel angry one second and two seconds later, you're fine. That right. happens. It comes in like a storm and it leaves like a storm and you don't have to attach yourself to it. It's a feeling. So what? So now that's the difference. Before, when I felt anxiety, I would attach to it. And I would say, oh, my goodness, I'm feeling anxiety. That means that life's going to get really bad and I'm really scared and I'm never going to get rid of this. And it must be from my childhood because this and this and this. And I wonder if people are going to stop wanting to be around me because I'm anxious and I'm a bad person. It gets into this snowball of contamination in your mind. Yes, yes. And that contamination is a bunch of thoughts. And those thoughts, they come and go. Our thought created world is a gift that's been given to us because we get to experience life through our thoughts as they're connected to our senses. We get to feel things and that is a huge gift. But the piece of it that gets distorted is our contamination of that thought process and so we get attached to those thoughts as if as if they're real as if they're substance they're tangible and they're not they're like they're like clouds and and they float away and they're not there anymore and in our thoughts it's very similar and if we can 
understand that fully, it sure takes a lot of pressure off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. It For me, and I'll just speak from my own personal experience based on what you've said, it, it takes all of the pressure off. And, and I agree with you. And I, I, I should have probably mentioned it before I made the statement earlier. But you're right, it does come back. But it comes back in a different feeling and form for me. If I'm speaking personally, and this is after doing a couple of sessions with you, it comes differently. Uh, it doesn't come with the stomach cramped, the throat closing feeling that it used to, it comes now, like you said, very clearly as a thought that I can just let strain through the, the strainer of my mind. And so to, to ask you a question, we're not trying to oppose those old thoughts when they come in after we've realized that it's just our thinking and we, we label it as weather and wait for the next weather to come along, we shouldn't, we shouldn't oppose it and try to, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that and, and try to close the door on the thoughts of anxiety. We don't want to have to fight that fight. So in your experience, mm -hmm. if you have a thought, let's say of anger, so we'll to even take anxiety off the table here, you feel an, a feeling of anger and you try to push it away, what happens? I get angrier. Oh, it pushes back. It pushes back hard. Yeah, it does. And then new thoughts get tangled with that anger, like shame starts to come up and frustration starts to move in. And then it snowballs into something bigger and bigger and bigger. And now you've got a full-fledged storm going on in your mind that you see as being your reality. You think that this storm that's happening is real, is really happening to you. Yes. And it isn't. They're just thoughts. So really important that when we're talking about, uh, you know, taking a look at an anxious thought or an anxious feeling not to attach yourself to it, but to just be curious. So for instance, last week was my first podcast. I've never done a podcast before. Uh -huh. And my partner said to me, so Laura, are you nervous? And I said, yeah, I'm nervous. But it's a storm that passed through. I knew I didn't have to connect to it. I'm nervous, but it doesn't matter that I'm nervous. It doesn't have any more thoughts attached to it. If I was nervous, I could go into, well, I must not be good enough at this. Or um, what if it all falls down? I could have taken that and snowballed it into a massive storm. But all I did was sit back and watch it. And I went, yeah, I'm nervous. So what? Right. And that worked, uh, it worked for you, obviously. And, and just you reminding me of that and you've told me you've told me the uh, lessons or the information before and I love listening to it again because it truly 
truly this had a profound effect on somebody who me me i'm talking uh somebody who agonized and made themselves really sick over the agonizing of constant drilling down on thought that i was anxious and i began to understand people even better than i had when i was in law enforcement i thought i knew people pretty well then and i could pick out certain things and and but this is this investigation into what you're talking about which I'll use the big word investigation just to make you nervous um <laughs> this this investigation uh into the three principles really gives rise to slowing down slowing down the racing thoughts and uh, and and just letting them flow and not attaching ourselves to any one of them is that what you're saying you know i'm going to go around about way of answering that if you're okay yeah absolutely when i had my first experience with the principles one of the first things that i really heard and really appreciated was that i already have inside me what i'm looking for yes and it's not it's not a future event it's right here right now so our well-being isn't something you have to work on in order to achieve you already have it it's already in you and and when i heard that be put so simply i thought yeah yeah right <laughs> <laughs> because it seems impossible that after living for 50 years I hadn't seen that before, that I hadn't mm -hmm. noticed that before. And I think that the reason it is so difficult for us to really see that beauty inside of us is that we're so caught up in our crazy thoughts. I agree with that 100%. And I guess to answer your question, if you can move outside of your thoughts to that quiet mind to that universal intelligence within us. And that's when real truth comes. When we sit in our contaminated mind of beliefs from the past, memories, which scientifically we know are not accurate. Yes. Negative thoughts, even the positive thoughts that get kind of thrown into that. Like sometimes we think that, well, if we put a positive thought in there instead of a negative, it'll all be better. Uh, maybe a temporary fix, but it's still, it's still just thought. If you can silence your mind, if you can silence that contaminated, crazy hamster wheel of thoughts and sit peacefully in that quiet mind, then we're going into a place where we're tapping into innate energy we're tapping into universal energy we're tapping into spirit if it works for you we're tapping into god and that voice leads you now and it feels like you talked about it feels like heaven yes and you know when that voice is speaking you know because 
it comes with such a sense of peace and clarity. And it's not whether or not it's true. You just know, yeah, that's it. So when we get into that feeling of anxiety, if we can breathe and take a step back and find that silence and find that connection to our, our gift, that gift of being connected, that gift of clarity, then we can just notice, I'm just outside here and I'm just using my consciousness to notice that, that anxiety that Laura's feeling there. That's interesting. I am not going to attach anything to it. I'm just going to look at it. And I know that it's not going to stick with me. I know it's not. I don't have to be afraid of that. It's a passing storm like everything else. And tomorrow yeah. is going to be a sunny day. Yes. You, how do I say this? You make it sound so easy. And I will tell you, I will tell you that if I was coming to you for the first time, if I was part of the listening audience who's never encountered this, this before, this type of information, I would say, that, you know, I'd immediately go and to a dark place and say, I can't do it because I don't have the confidence in myself to understand and, and then, you know, wait for that moment because everything just feels so, so heavy with anxiety and depression together. What do you suggest for people who are suffering from depression on top of the anxiety and the depression keeps you from entering into that mind state in your head, it keeps you from entering into that mind state. Um, what do the three principles talk about, refer to when they talk about depression and anxiety, either or? Um, how to handle that? Exactly the same way. It's just another storm. Just another storm. It's just another storm. It doesn't matter whether, you know, you're dealing with anxiety or depression or at this moment, I really want to take the time, though, to make it clear that if you're ever at a place where you're feeling like you want to take your own life, I want you to go and get help right away. Yes. And, I, and, and so and I appreciate your honesty in that regard. Um, certainly go go to your local emergency department, um, call an ambulance. If you can't do that, call a friend, reach out, check in with somebody and tell them that you're feeling that way. Um, these are all things that I've kind of grown up from 2003 being taught when you're in those heavy states. And know that as you, as you, we continue, as you continue to listen to our conversations about how to look at your thought process um, that will change a lot of things for you it has absolutely changed my whole world you have turned my world in a good way upside down flipped it back shaken it three times and I'm, i feel like a snow globe uh because it's christmas every day for me 
being free of the anxiety piece um, using this type of thinking or non-thinking. So along with the creation of anxiety comes flashbacks, a flashback to the incident. And so you're, you're reliving throughout your day, and this is a form of anxiety. Um, you relive subconsciously the events or events, plural, that put you into the situation where you were given the diagnosis of PTSD. So again, I would say the same thing to you. You know, that flashback itself is happening because you're human. And where we get in trouble is when we attach something to that flashback or we bring judgment into it or we, we add fear. Yes, absolutely. All, all of those things happen. So the next time that you had, have a flashback, just be curious. It's not about attaching anything to it. It's not trying to not trying to examine it because when you try to examine it, you go into a whole lot of other thoughts that come racing in. Instead, just be curious. Just sit outside of it and go, hmm, interesting. And just watch it float by. I like, I like the analogy of either clouds or I like leaves on the river because I really feel like the river is significant. It's a great metaphor for life. And so when I have, you know, a fear, uh, anxiety, uh, even a paranoia thought, anything like that, and I've never had flashbacks, but I can imagine that'd be the same situation with the flashback is that if I can take that fear or anxiety or whatever it is that's just moved into your mind I place it, I actually visually watch placing it on a leaf. So I take it and, and I like to label it. I know a lot of three principles people don't necessarily even think that that's necessary, but for me, it works better if I label it. So, uh, oh, that's anxiety. I'm going to put it on a leaf and I'm going to visually watch it float down the river. So it's gone. And I find that that visualization really helps me to let that go. So I'm not trying to push it away because as we talked about, if you push it away, it comes back like with a vengeance. Yes. Our ego does that to us. It does. It really does. And, and, and I, I often think of the reference and, and that it's, it's no different in this topic that we're discussing. I often think of the topic of when people say, and you usually see it in an obituary, they battled hard, they fought hard. Mm. And I don't agree with the wording, I never have. My, before even knowing the, the system that you're, uh, that you're talking about of healing, um, I always felt that you worked with the feeling because if you fight it, it only comes back harder, as you pointed out. If you battle it, and you're using language like fighting and battling hard, and everybody who's done that is, it seems to have lost because you're already in the obituary. That may be true or may not be true. But anyway, when you battle against something, I, I think it's worth repeating for a third time. Um, it 
grows and battles back when if you if you treat it my thinking has been up till now um if you if you work with it whatever that it may be that's happening to you and you treat it as a living being this virus or or ptsd or uh you can and you can you can work it out you can work out an end result with it uh now i've not seen the end result of that i'll be honest with you it's certainly lessened my stress by not fighting or battling hard against ptsd i'm working with it i i would caution you not to use the word even work okay so when we work at something i worked on getting rid of my anxiety i worked hard and so we get addicted to working at self-help that's interesting okay all right okay so um we get addicted to drugs we get addicted to alcohol because we feel pain and we want to numb it right you get addicted to self-help because you're feeling pain and you want to get rid of it. Yes. And so you work with it. You work it, you work it, you work it, you work it. And it makes you, that's what I was talking about at the beginning. I, I did everything I could to try to work with it, to get rid of it. And it always came back until I finally figured out that first of all, everything I needed to have a hundred percent full well-being was already inside of me. I didn't have to look out there at books. I didn't have to look out there with meditation, guided meditations or or therapy or drugs or it 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 was already inside of me. Yes. Yes. I, and 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 as soon the paradox is is that as soon as you start trying to work at fixing the anxiety the flashbacks the anger whatever is coming up for you you get caught up in another hamster wheel of contamination instead of what I can do now is I, I have absolute faith and knowledge that that innate wisdom is in, within me. And so I go to a peaceful place and I breathe and I find silence and I listen. And 99.9% .9 of the time, whatever that contamination was, it just dissolves. Now there's, there's days that it's sticky, man. Like there's days when there's a driver in front of you that just they're texting and they're weaving all over the road and they've slammed on the brakes and you've almost died because they did. And, and you're sure that you need to blame that person for all the anger that you're feeling inside. But it, the anger is coming from your own thoughts and the real beauty of this is that you can be responsible you can take responsibility of how you're feeling and you can allow that storm to pass nobody else made me feel angry that driver 
is not responsible for the thought that I'm feeling inside or the anger I'm feeling. That driver did his own thing. He has his own life. Whatever happened, happened. The anger I'm feeling comes from my own thoughts and I can just watch them and allow them to pass. And that gives me uh, so much peace knowing that if I trust in this universal energy, if I trust that I have everything I need inside myself for well-being, and I know that the thoughts that are having, that I'm having, will pass, and that as I'm looking out into the world, I'm seeing the world through those thoughts, it's not the other way around. Hmm then I can take responsibility for how I feel. Not in a way that, oh man, I can really beat myself up because I'm feeling angry here and I really shouldn't be feeling angry. Not that way, not that kind of responsibility. I can, I can look at that thought, I can own it and I can say, okay, so what? Right. And I can let it go. I can watch it fizzle away. But again, there are days when they stick harder than others. And I, and I know that maybe I'm going to sit with this thought for the rest of the day and that's okay. Right. It's, it's a sticky one. It's okay. The important thing I'm taking away from this conversation is that, uh, is that it's not a one-shot deal. You're still going to feel things. My takeaway is you're still going to feel things they are going to come every day. And, uh, you know, you may feel sticky. I'll just say um, you may feel anger and all of these types of things, but they're, they're fleeting thoughts, but don't expect not to feel them. That's interesting to me. So, because I, I, not that I was under the impression, because you never said that to me, um, but I, I thought, I would live in a rose garden for the rest of my days mentally and that I would never feel those bad thoughts again. But with what you're saying is, yeah, you could the very next day or in the very next moment, you, but treat them all the same as they come in is what you're saying. It's just another thought. It's another storm that's going to pass through and that's it. I mean, when you see a storm come in, oh man, it's a big thunderstorm coming in. Do you feel fear? I mean, maybe you'll feel a little bit of fear because uh, I'll get struck by lightning. But I mean, most of us, when they see a storm coming through, they go, okay, that's a storm. Let's watch it. And you can sit out on your front porch and watch the lightning and smell that beautiful smell of the, of the rain coming down. And, you know, you might not be able to take your daily walk, that, but you watch the storm and it passes. And the next day, it's a different day and it's sunny out. If you can, if you can really look at your thoughts in the same way, it doesn't matter. So we're talking about anxiety here. Yes. It doesn't matter whether it's labeled anxiety, fear, frustration, jealousy, sadness, depression, it doesn't matter what it's called. It's just a storm 
that's going to pass through. And everything you need for full well-being is already with you. That storm, that storm is clouding you a little bit. And, and you, you'll get a different perspective on life for a little while while that storm's there. It's not a time to go making big decisions when there's a storm there. But if you understand, aha, there's a storm there, I'm just going to sit with it, let it pass. And when I find clarity again, that's when I'm going to make a good decision. Right. Right. That's hard. I imagine that'll be, that'll be hard uh, the first couple of times until you get in the habit of doing it. Um, and so, so really, I encourage everyone to, to give this a try. Just take it as a takeaway from today's conversation and give it a try and, and apply to your anxiety, to even one piece of your anxiety, what Laura is saying and see how you feel after. I'd be interested, I know Laura would be interested to hear your feedback on how you do. Uh, this, my friend, has been an amazing hour and I can't believe we're, we've only got a couple of minutes left and we've only began to scratch the surface of what I'm sure is going to be a very hot topic uh, of anxiety because uh, people who feel it, feel it so legitimately that it will seem hard to grasp that you can do what you said to do with it. But I will tell you from my experience, it's doable. And once you get the hang of it, every day, regardless of the, the weather, the storm, you'll just put the umbrella up and walk happily through with your rubber boots, well, your rubber boots, I almost said boots, uh, your rubber boots on, you'll walk through those storms with a smile on your face, as I have been doing since I have learned to incorporate this thinking into my life. And it, it, it's been wonderful. Very big topic. Uh, for those of you who are experiencing crisis, we have a number for you. Crisis Services Canada. The phone number is 1-833-456-4566. 1-833-456-4566. Wow. I'm so happy that we got to scratch the surface in a very big way. I let my nails grow in for this uh, topic because I can scratch the surface. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've scratched it in a very big way and I know what you're saying works because I'm the first-hand user and it has literally I've not gone down the dark rabbit hole since you taught me this uh, way of thinking about this and um I encourage you to write us and let us know. My website is www.shadesofbroken.com. Shadesofbroken.com. That's where you can find my website. Um, I've got my autobiography on there. Uh, please 
feel free if you'd like to read it, I'll uh, ship it out to you. That's not a problem. Um, Laura, where can people reach you for coaching? For um, any information about what I do, the website is www.insightfulconnectionnos.com. Insightfulconnection.com. If you're interested in delving a little deeper into some of this, uh, I do offer a free initial exploratory consultation and you can get in touch with me if you go on my website there or my email on uh, our podcast website there. I wanted to finish off by saying that with all of this, it might seem a little bit overwhelming. And so my advice to you for the next week is honestly just to be curious. That's it. There's nothing else. Just be curious. Just watch. And something might might shift. It might happen that nothing changes, but that's how you start. Well said. Very well said. And believe me, I mean, I will back that statement up by saying as an end user of this wonderful, wonderful gift that you give to people uh, through your business. Uh, it really does help to take a week and ponder the lesson because you'll hear it deeper and deeper and deeper every time that you listen to it. So don't feel like you have to rush through this process. I, uh, I, I haven't. I'm still under. I'm still going through this process. Uh, I haven't uh, rushed through it. I I don't want to. I want to fully understand this. And I thank you for joining me this week as an audience. I enjoy my time with you, Laura. I love you very much. I think you're the best. Uh, you've got some great advice on and and on anxieties, and. Uh, anxiety in general, I'm sure that this won't be the last time we talk about this. I'm sure people are going to have questions. And um, and for those of you who feel that your, your anxiety is different from what I experienced and what you've heard me say on the air here that I've experienced, it's okay. Reach out to Laura or to myself and tell us what you're experiencing. Take the, the free consultation that Laura offers and just see what you think. Just see what you think. And, and I'll tell you, it's amazing. This is an amazing journey and I'm, I've got a good friend that I can lean on and her name is Laura Harvey. Thank you, Laura, we'll see you next week. Goodbye everybody, stay safe, stay socially distanced, but check in with people who are suffering. Thank you all for being here tonight. And we look forward to connecting with you next Tuesday. Take care.